Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Just a little bit about myself before we dive into God's Word today. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing keys to abundant living with others. So, get a cup of coffee and join me today as we continue talking about forgiveness. Last week, I released a podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's titled Forgiveness is Not an Option. And it really lays the groundwork for this podcast. So I really would advise you to tune into last week's podcast first. And so picking up from there, you know, we have to really say, you know, what is forgiveness? And I'll say this most of all, forgiveness is a process, right? In Matthew chapter six, and it's a daily process. And, you know, the thing is, all of us will never stop being hurt. Our entire lives there's new areas of forgiveness. We can forgive all the old, but then we have to realize, and we have to, the faster we forgive, the better off we are. But there'll always be new hurts. There'll always be new disappointments, new discouragements that we have to go through again, this process of forgiving over and over again. But in, so the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? In Matthew chapter six, and this is Jesus's response to the question, how do we pray? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And like we talked in last week's parables, right? On last week's podcast, Jesus always tends to say in the beginning of parables, the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's giving you an earthly example of what it's like in heaven. And in here, He's telling us to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how we're to pray, that the earth functions like the kingdom of heaven functions. And this is key here. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. While, he, while he's telling us to pray for our daily bread, he's telling us to for, ask for forgiveness of our trespasses. Like we almost forget, you know, we offend and hurt God daily. We get hurt by the little things. Why wouldn't God? So forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Our offenses, our hurts, all of those things. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us with our daily bread. Putting it before the Lord daily Asking him to take it from your heart daily is releasing the other person. It's being aware of and letting go of, this is something that forgiveness is. What is forgiveness? This is something, this is how I would define forgiveness, the action of forgiveness. Letting go of negative thought patterns. When we begin to think negatively about a situation or a person that has hurt us, we're stirring up that unforgiveness again. We have to get rid of that. We have to cast that down quickly. Letting go of the anger, letting go of the resentment, the pain that brings you back to that place of unforgiveness because it opens it all back. It's like picking the scab off the wound. Forgiveness is recognizing that you're operating from those places and stopping and not saying, oh, I have to stop this on my own. Giving it to God 
over and over and over again if necessary until you have a thought, until you have a memory that doesn't provoke an emotional reaction from you. The negative thoughts, the negative feelings, they're no, they're no longer come with a reaction. The response that was now isn't. I want you to hear the, how do you know you've truly forgiven? The response that was now isn't. We must make an active thought choice to no longer be impacted from the wrong and the harm that was done. And I, I'll, I had a thought, but hold on, I'll get to it in a minute. I want to say this, the more you forgive, the easier it is to forgive. The more offended you are, the more easily you get offended. If you find you offend easily, the root of that is unforgiveness somewhere. When we understand this, when we understand this, this is huge, that others are very broken inside and they're acting from a place of deep and undealt with trauma. It helps the forgiveness process. It helped me to forgive others when the Lord really brought to my attention. He really revealed to me that person has even, I would say, childhood trauma they have not dealt with. You're encountering them as an adult. But, but if you can stop and look at somebody and look at the little kid in them, you know, see the little kid, see the little girl, see the little boy in them and understand that when they're lashing out, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the hurt from that little girl or that little boy. You're not dealing with the grown man in front of you. You're not dealing with the grown woman in front of you. You're dealing with their undealt with trauma, their undealt with hurts from however long. This really helps in the forgiveness process. It's huge. Even, you know, I'll say to married couples, when you're dealing with the hurt from your spouse, Stop and look at them and understand you're dealing with the, with the little girl that was hurt and is struggling with forgiveness. You're dealing with the little boy that was hurt and struggling with forgiveness. It really helps us to have more compassion on the people around us. Forgiveness is a journey. It is not a one-time event. And depending on the level of the hurt, the level of the trauma, it can sometimes take years. And the devil will keep coming back in that same place until we don't respond in that place. And I want you to hear my heart in this. I'm just trying to provoke you to get with the Lord, alone time with the Lord, and ask him to show you any areas that you may have in your heart of unforgiveness. If you're unaware, you may know exactly where, but if you're unaware, right, pay attention to the triggers and understand that's the Lord trying to show you this is an area that you need to deal with. A lot of times when we trigger, when we respond to a behavior, we make it about the other person when really and I'm not saying they're right, but God's trying to show us there's something here that needs to be dealt with. And so a couple of things forgiveness is not. It's not quote unquote getting over it. It's not easy. It doesn't mean you haven't been hurt. It's not minimizing the hurt in any capacity. Forgiveness is not forgetting. That saying is off like, oh, forgive and forget. No, that doesn't actually happen. It's owning what happened, accepting it as a portion of what being a, what has made us who we are today. As many things as I've had to forgive throughout my life, I wouldn't change those situations 
those hurts, if that meant change, it would change who I am today. Because I feel like processing through the forgiveness of each situation that I've had to process through the forgiveness, it has made me who I am in the Lord today. So forgiveness is not forgetting, but what it is, is it is when you do remember, you're no longer triggered. When we have truly forgiven, the hurt no longer impacts us and it has no more control over our emotions when we do remember. So there's not really that whole forgive and forget isn't even necessary because when you've truly forgiven, you don't need to forget because the hurt no longer impacts you, right? It doesn't control you. You don't have a response to it. So why does forgiveness matter? What mad? Why does it matter? Biblically, it's a pretty big deal since in order to be forgiven, we must forgive, right? I talked about that in detail in last week's podcast, Forgiveness is Not an Option. Go tune into that. I really want to encourage you to do that. But Jesus does tell us if we forgive other people when they sin against us, then our Heavenly Father will forgive us. If we do not, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. That's the word of God. And this is another big reason I feel like that forgiveness matters. Hurting people hurt people. And if you don't forgive, you are one of those hurting people that hurt people. And you know who you hurt? You hurt those you treasure and love the most. Typically unintentionally, possibly unknowingly, but it's because you have refused to forgive. You're trying to make somebody else pay for something, but you're making those you treasure the most and you love the most actually pay for something. That's what you're doing. Those you don't want to hurt, you'll hurt because you're not willing to forgive the one who hurt you. I want to say that one again. Those you don't want to hurt, you'll hurt because you're not willing to forgive the one who hurt you. So there's a couple of different categories, I would say, of forgiveness. You know, um, I have about five of them that I feel like there's different categories. And we all probably fall under one category or another of which one we find most difficult. And these aren't in any particular order, but these are all necessary areas of forgiveness. And this is a big one because the other person is not sorry. And again... I address that with Jesus in the first podcast, if you haven't listened to it. But we naturally, in our flesh, do not want to forgive someone that does not care if they're not sorry. Actually, we'd actually like to see them suffer. I mean, there's just, and this is true, there's just some apologies you're never going to get. So don't make yourself pay the rest of your life and those around you pay the rest of your life For an apology, you're never going to get. We cannot press someone into apologizing that means it. And if they apologize without meaning it, it's just wasted words. We cannot press someone into changing. But, and this is a really good, strong point. Why should we let them keep hurting us by the unforgiven memory of the hurt? Because if we don't forgive, every time it comes up in our mind, we hurt all over again. Until we forgive... The memory will always hurt. This is how we heal. By truly releasing the other person, regardless of whether the other person cares or not, realized or not, let go and let God deal with it for them, for the good or the bad. Apology or no apology. Second point of an area of forgiveness, forgiving God. 
for allowing certain circumstances. And I'm not saying God's to blame for anything. He's not. He's just in all his ways. But years ago, the Lord showed me I, I, I had unforgiveness towards him. Not that he deserved it, but I had that in my heart and I needed to release that. You know, your inner person can be screaming at God, why did you let this happen? Why did this happen to me? Why was this allowed to take place? Right, to God, you hold all the power. You didn't need to allow this. Not that he caused it, but allowed it to happen. You didn't stop this. And this is a real good thought here. And I really want you to ponder this, especially if you're a parent. How many of you, if you're a parent, when you see your kid hurting, it just kills you inside, right? You hate to see like your kid get bullied. You know, your kid comes home from school or comes home from whatever, some social event, and they've been hurt and there's nothing you can do about it. You hate that as a parent. I promise you God hates every hurt we went through. He certainly did not rejoice. He probably hurt more than us. The thing you won't or can't forgive God for, he hurt just as much as you did through it, if not more, right? He's Abba Father. He's Daddy God. Why would he be different than how we hurt when our kids hurt? We must remind ourselves when we're struggling in the area of forgiveness that God is the giver of life and not the taker of life. He does not cause hurt. He does not cause harm to come upon us, but he's ready and willing to pick up the pieces just like an earthly father would, a healthy earthly father, if we let him. And he will use that also for his good and his glory if we can release our hurts towards him for the injustices we've walked through. A great question to ask ask God, actually, when you know you need to extend forgiveness to even God, is just ask him to show you the truth of the situation. Show him the truth of the hurt of the situation and then let him show. And again, if you got to do all these things every day, you got to do all these things every day, whatever it takes, but there will be a day that you step into freedom. It's like running a marathon. There'll be a time you cross that finish line. There's times you want to give up. There's times you're struggling. There's times you have aches and pains in your body that you didn't think you could have. It's the same with forgiving, but there'll be that day you cross the finish line and you're in freedom, and you've released the other person. Another area of forgiveness is ourself and regrets we carry. And honestly, we can't receive, receiving God's forgiveness and forgiving ourselves are kind of very much intertwined with one another, because this is a process of experiencing the forgiveness of God for our sins against Him. And we can never fully forgive others if we cannot receive forgiveness and we have God's forgiveness functioning in ourselves when we've forgiven, our, we've forgiven ourselves. You know, you may have heard the phrase before, I've asked God for forgiveness, but the problem is I can't forgive myself. Something along those lines. Then you actually haven't received God's forgiveness because there's no condemnation in Christ. And again, how do we forgive ourselves? With only God's help. We'll condemn ourselves, but God will show us. And when we don't forgive ourselves, we're minimizing what Jesus did on the cross. I promise you this, when we're beating ourselves, it's not God at all condemning us. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 20, it says this, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. In other words, turn to the Lord. Turn to God. Ask Him, like I said earlier, to show you the truth of the situation. And we have to remind ourselves that God is the judge, not even us, not even when it comes to us. You know, it's like David prayed. This is a great prayer if you struggle in any area of forgiveness for yourself. 
Psalm 51, 1 and 2. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Just honestly pouring our heart out. That's a cry from David. This is after great sin. You know, this is after an extramarital affair and murder, basically. Okay? So we just pour out our hearts to him with our regret, with our guilt, with our condemnation that we're beating ourselves up with. It's repentance and then forgiveness from God and self. It's the beginning. This is the starting line. Another area is hurts we didn't deserve. And again, I'll say this. Nobody deserves to be hurt, but I'm talking about like the big thing, like child abuse, whether it be physical, whether it be sexual, whether it be emotional, um, unfaithfulness in a marriage. I'm talking about the bigger things in life, right? Um, None of us deserve hurt, but, and I want you to remember, forgiveness is not approval and forgiveness is not pretending or ignoring that something took place, but being able to extend this kind of forgiveness when this is what I would classify as trauma is involved, grows out of the root of first being forgiving yourself, not for their actions, but your, your stuff, receiving the forgiveness of God and just taking him at his word that you're worthy because he sent his son. So he's not sending his son if he didn't think we're worthy. Let's not minimize what Jesus did for us. And honestly, the unforgiveness that you carry will hurt you more than the abuse or neglect ever did and ever will. Give it to God, again, daily, over and over and over again. And remember, only God can see upon the heart. Let him judge them. Let him be your vindicator. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He's the one who settles all accounts. Don't let them keep control over you by not releasing them. And this is another one. Forgiving people for things that they did, didn't do, but should have. This is probably comes under parenting a lot, right? Parents that just couldn't meet us at a place we needed them to meet us. A mother that wasn't very motherly. A father that wasn't very fatherly. You know, typically those are the, the, the situations, you know, like um, that they just, they, they weren't who God intended them to be in your life. And this, the best, the, the tough thing here is, especially if they're still alive, some aren't alive. So you just, you release them and you forgive them, you know, and just God, you fill that place they could never fill. And again, I'll say this, it goes back to them having traumas and wounds and hurts that were never healed. And, but what we also have to do here, when people didn't do things they should have done in our life, especially parents, we have to remove all expectations from someone who will never be able to meet our expectations. Even though our expectations are realistic, we're not giving unrealistic expectations. We're expecting a mother to be motherly. We're expecting a father to be fatherly. We need that, actually. God created us to need that. That's why he gave us mothers and fathers. But if our earthly mother, our earthly father does not meet that, God most certainly can. Another way, possibly, is to grab the good from that person and amplify that good and release the disappointment. People are who they are because of an unhealed place in their own life. And if we knew their whole story, maybe we would respond differently. Help, ask God to help them, you see them through his eyes. That's a big help. So like I said in all of this, first we begin our journey by receiving the forgiveness of God. 
from God and the ability to forgive ourselves. Second, we really search our hearts and we ask God to show us where we might have resentment. We might have disappointment towards him that we need to forgive. We might have discouragement towards him that we need to forgive. I'm not saying he was, it's, it's just or it's legit, but it doesn't mean we don't carry it. Then we have to forgive ourselves as we've received God's forgiveness. We're also releasing ourselves. There's never any condemnation for those who are in Christ. Until we forgive ourselves, we cannot forgive others. We can't. Just like if we don't love ourselves, we truly can't love others in a healthy way. Then, after this all takes place, we receive forgiveness, we forgive ourselves, we search our hearts, make sure nothing's missing there. Then, then we're able to extend that forgiveness to others who have hurt us. And then, like I said, remember, we, I said this is a process. This is not a get down and pray one time. It's a process that we go through continually. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses and help us to forgive others who have trespassed against us daily. Then we're able to begin our journey of healing and growth in the Lord. And I'll say this. We begin this healthy journey of growing in the Lord, healing in the Lord, but then there are future hurts. Yes. So it's always a process of forgiveness. We could be walking with the Lord 20 years and still have to be walking through forgiving others. It's vital for us to understand what the power of forgiving ourselves will do, the power of receiving God's forgiveness will do, the freedom and release on the other side of that is worth every step of the way because then we're equipped to truly forgive others and walk into a healthy, healed relationship of wholeness with the Lord and with those that we treasure and those that we love. 